And welcome back in live coast to coast on the BetQL Network. It is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. I'm Chris Mack alongside Aaron Hawksworth and the original J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez. We have got you covered up until noon Eastern. Sean Zarillo of the Action Network coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific to talk about that MLB card and especially the trade deadline less than two weeks away now. We'll give you some of our plays coming up at 1020 Eastern. And the legend, Phil Steele, college football Preview mag of his is now out. Go to philsteel.com to order yours or just your nearest newsstand. Uh, in places that still have those things, uh, newsstands, hard copies. I get, we're, we're so used to reading everything online or on our tablets or our phones. Uh, actual hard copy mm-hmm. magazines get us excited here at BetQL. Sorry. Uh, we go off the board in 20 minutes as well. And we've got some British Open plays as that tees off very, very, I won't even say early in the morning, like late at night tonight, the British Open gets started like 1.30 in the morning, uh, but also happening late tonight, Women's World Cup, I mentioned, gets kicked off at about 3 o'clock Eastern time uh, overnight into tomorrow morning. We had Sebastian Salazar on last week to help preview the entire tournament. Uh, so definitely go back, check that episode out. He shared, in particular, some of his favorite looks for top goal scorer. I look at the U.S. team, for example, and I think they are a score-by-committee team. So I see somebody like Alex Morgan as your top scorer at plus 400. I kind of would stay away from that. Alex Morgan is going to take the penalties, but I think as an older player, she's also going to get her fair share of rest in this tournament. And I think she is going to split the scoring with other players, primarily somebody like Sophia Smith. I would personally, for Golden Boots, stay away from the Americans. The, the two players and the two teams that I've ID'd as, as deep runs, singular scoring threats, are Germany and Australia. For Germany, it's Alexandra Pop. She's a very good player, just scored last week, was the, one of the top scorers at the last European Championship, so she's, she's coming in hot. And for Australia, the home team, Sam Kerr. Uh, this player used to play in the U.S. here in the National Women's Soccer League dominated that league, went over to Australia, has dominated that league, has gone to England, dominated the scoring in that league. She is going to score goals. She's the most prolific goal scorer for me on the planet right now and playing at home. Both those players are plus 800 for Golden Boot. I think there's just some incredible value there with those two. Sebastian Salazar of ESPN with us last week here on BetQL Daily, giving you some plays for the Golden Boot top goal scorer a prop in the Women's World Cup. I mean, we'll be watching this even more closely, I think, here in the States, guys. Uh, aside from the betting angles, uh, it, uh, is a three-peat possible? And is this sort of the peak, as Sebastian brought up last week, Aaron, is this the peak of the disparity between U.S. power in women's soccer and the rest of the world slowly catching up? Do we see that catch-up and that gap continue to close this year. Again, New Zealand, Norway gets it started at 3 a.m. The U.S. women get started Friday night at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific against Vietnam. But uh, it, this might be their one last true opportunity to, to, to be as dominant as they have been over the last 20 years. Yeah, the U.S. national team has never failed to reach the World Cup semifinals. So they are, I believe, minus 250 for that, which is like, whew, that is a big price. But obviously they are heavily favored to win Group E. I'm probably not going to bet it at minus 250. To reach the final is plus 125. You're just not getting a lot of value on the U.S. women's team, J-Rod. 
Yeah, I mean, when, when they, they're such a juggernaut, and even though Sebastian makes a great point that, you know, you're going to have the, the sort of the, the gap in competition is shrinking, the one, the one kind of smart play that I wanted to, to, to bring up is like, if, if, first of all, you got to figure out who are the good teams. And you always want to have that mentality of, of the men's guys and not necessarily like, you know, it's U.S., Germany, Sweden, England, France, Spain, Canada, Brazil. Those are like kind of the top eight um, in the FIFA rankings. Um, so when any of those combination of teams play, I think you want to look, especially in group play, you want to look at draws because when you have two equally competitive teams, especially in these top eight, top 10 of FIFA rankings, you think the draw is something that's easier for those teams because they're going to make, you know, they're going to whoop up on the other teams in their group. For example, you know, if you go to, to group F, you've got Brazil and France in that group together. So they're going to face each other in group play. To me, maybe a play there is a draw because you're going to get some value of it. And those are two highly competitive teams before you get to the knockout stage. Yeah. And I still see the U S I know they're the favorites, but they're the favorites at plus two twenty five. That's valuable enough mm-hmm. for me to bet on a three-peat. That's it. And I keep it simple, and I, I kind of sit back and watch it as a fan, uh, as, a, as a casual fan of women's soccer. I'm not going to – there will be side bets placed along the way, obviously, because we all get caught up in it. But I just like U.S. plus 225 to win their third consecutive World Cup and some of these players like Megan Rapino to sort of ride off into the sunset, into retirement. Also, like I said, starting super, super early or super, super late, depending on your body clock. Tonight, 1.30, the British Open gets started. And how about this? Ricky Fowler riding a bit of a heater coming into this thing. The biggest liability for the books to win the Open. He has moved from, in just the last couple of weeks, plus 15,000. So 150 to 1 to now plus 2,200, just 22 to 1 at BetMGM to win the British Open. Uh, If you go to BetQL, our model has a different pick, and it's a guy who, uh, I don't know, has been inconsistent as of late, but has got a major under his belt this year, John Rahm. So let's go around the horn here, guys. Um, Who are you targeting? Why? You know, what's your strategy here? Outrights, first-round leader, top 20s. What are you thinking when we look? At the Open, I'm sorry, I was going to call it the British Open. I know that's uncouth of me. The Open Championship, Aaron Hawksworth. <laughs> ah, my name is English, so you pronounced yeah. it correctly. Thank you. you. Lady Hawksworth. So, <laughs> Ricky Fowler is interesting. I know Paul brought his name up a little over a month ago, maybe even two months ago now, but if you've been paying attention to golf, I mean, He's in really good form, and he's been getting it done. I did not bet on Ricky. So there's a guy that I've had my eye on for about a month. I actually didn't even really know who he was until I was doing research for some other tournaments that we've been betting on. So this guy that I'm talking about, 26 in the world, he finished 2nd, ninth, and 12th in his last three starts and finished T6 in his last Open Championship. His name... Brian Harmon. I sprinkled this guy on everything. Outright winner, top five, top 10, and top 20. I'm invested. He has been 
I mean, even if you want to do top 20s, top 10s, it's kind of like the Scotty Scheffler bet, you know, looking for him top 10s. It's, it's been cashing. So I'm, I'm not backing off of it now. He hasn't given me any reason to. And I think this is mispriced. You're getting a lot of good value on a guy who's been consistent. And like I said, finished T6 the last time. So I'm going to be on him. John Rom, I mean, we, like you said, he's been inconsistent. He went to Arizona State, where I went. I'm going to root for the guy. I think he will have success here, but I'm not doing outright. I did top 10 for John Rom at plus 140. And then who else? Colin Morikawa. He's just so solid. We all know he's got the best iron play as well. So plus 650, top five for him. And that's really it so far. I'm sure I'll have more uh, today, but uh, I was looking for the Scotty Scheffler bet that we talked to Kenny Kim about, but it was minus money everywhere. So I don't know when he got that at plus money, but I couldn't find it. Yeah, J-Rod, as you look at this thing, I think I'm taking some of Kenny's advice, and and I see Aaron taking some of it here too. I'm looking at driving accuracy. I'm looking at, in particular, distance uh from the middle of the fairway and i'm seeing some familiar names i'm seeing uh, colin morikawa pop up i'm seeing mm-hmm. uh, brian Harmon, who aaron just mentioned i got another one for you but i'm curious how you're looking at this and if we're all going to try and play i guess the irons and uh driving accuracy uh strategy home here in the british Listen, uh, to, to me, I, I, one of the points that, I, that we made with Kenny was, you know, uh, European guys, right? Because they're, they're used to mm, bad weather, yeah. they're used to the wind. So that's the first thing I focused when it came to this. And, and the name that, I, that kept coming up to me was Victor Hovland. You know, Victor Hovland, you know, he, he, he struggles on his wedge shots. Well, that's not going to be a problem at, at, at Royal Liverpool uh, with, since it's a Lynx course. 20 to 1 to win it, 4 to 1 top 5, you know, plus 188 top 10. I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of liking that. Um, and in terms of Colin, you know, Morikawa. I mean, you, you, it's, it's a little. It's starting to feel chalky at this point. But you know, five to one, top five plus plus two forty. You know, in, in the top ten. And listen, John Rom, a, a buddy of mine who's a golf writer, said he looks like a guy who is who is waiting at the end of the school year to start his summer vacation. <laughs> that that's the way he's been playing, right? But this is the Open. This is one of his dreams. He's from Europe, you know, he, mm-hmm. this is one of the places he wants to win, you know, yeah. plus 240 to be top five, 12 to one to win it. I might sprinkle on, on, on John Rahman. Listen, and, and the reason why Ricky Fowler is, is on such a heater, you know, in 11 starts at the open, you know, the various courses, he's only missed a cut once and he's been top six, three times. So there is some flavor there, at least, you know, plus 450, top five, plus 220, doubling your money, top 10. I don't know if you'll really win the thing, but I think there's definitely some 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 uh, method to the madness. Yeah, there, there's definitely an angle there that I can see. And again, I come back around, guys, to what Kenny told us yesterday uh, when he was on with us. And I think it comes down to the driving accuracy. Can you maybe club down at times when it may not seem like what you want to that's the key here. Can you, can you play within yourself, I guess? And one of the guys who I think is best in the world at that is, and you brought him up yesterday, Aaron, and we brought him up here again today is Colin Morikawa. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's, I always talk about, you mentioned going with Rom, Aaron, you're betting with your heart there, your fellow sun devil. Uh, If I bet with my heart, if I bet with my heart on this one, 
I am a sucker for nostalgia. I am a sucker for the story. I am a sucker for Rory McIlroy anywhere at plus 150 to plus 175 to finish in the top five. Give it to me. I'm going to bet Rory. I can't help it. So that on, on Sunday afternoon, when I'm sitting there with my coffee, actually, I'll be at my daughter's softball tournament out in Ohio. So I'll be looking Ooh, at it on fun. my phone while I'm, I'm watching softball. I'll be sitting there watching Rory, sitting there saying, come on, man. Come on. Just bring it home. Bring it home. Please. First major in nine years. Do it in the British. Do it there, please. I want to be able to have that rooting interest. So that's where my heart lies is with Rory. Where my head lies is with Morikawa. Plus 240 on a top 10. I think that's incredible value for a guy with this kind of iron play, this kind of accuracy. By all means, I am jumping all over Morikawa plus 240 in the top 10. And then I got one more, and it's a top 20 bet on a guy that when you scan, when you go to, you know, PGATour.com and you start to scan the statistical (laughs) leaderboards on driving accuracy and iron play and approach shots, shots saved on approach, all that. I come back to a guy who's played nine of his last 10 rounds in the 60s, has been top 20 in eight of his last 10 tournaments, and is plus 275 to finish top 20, Russell Henley. It's not a sexy pick. Hmm. It's, it's, It's Russell Henley. But, again, eight of his last 10 tournaments, top 20. He's coming off a rough one at the John Deere, but I think he bounces back from that. Nine of his last 10 rounds in the 60s. And, again, second to only Colin Morikawa on that distance from the middle of the – or from the edge of the fairway. The driving accuracy, again, is key with Henley. And I like him on this course layout, as Kenny Kim explained to us yesterday. Very punitive the farther away you get from the middle of the fairway. So – it's Russell Henley for me, top twenty at plus two seventy five. Aaron, can I can I get a little can I get a little tail a little tail? Um, I I am with you on the hashtag narrative with Rory. Yeah. I already bet him outright like a month ago. I mean, it's just such a great story, and he can't you know he got a W last week, so he's right there. And you just want to see him win, right? So I'm with you on that. One thing I thought about, like this one, the weather is unpredictable. This is a very, the open is such a hard one for me to handicap. Mm -hmm. So it's just so different. So it's tough. You think about, you know, maybe some of those European golfers who may be, you know, more prepared or who are the best golfers in rain. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, it is, it is completely different over there not just the style and setup of the course but you're right Aaron the weather that gets involved as well we saw we saw glimpses of it last week at the Scottish right and you saw guys that looked comfortable or uncomfortable in playing in those conditions J-Rod that's a big part of it as well yeah I mean that's that that's part of it and I'll tell you what there's also I think a little disrespect what about the champ Cameron Smith I've got something for him or for lightning bets later on the show all right I I like it Weather okay right now. Looks like it might turn a little bit Friday afternoon during that second round, but we'll keep an eye on it, certainly. It is BetQL Daily alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Jim Rodriguez, the original J-Rod. Coming up top of the hour, the legend, Phil Steele. He's got his college football preview magazine out. We talked to him about what he's looking forward to this college football season. And coming up next, somebody's made a big bet on themselves last fall. And it paid off. We go off the board next here on BetQL Daily.